is the song for the entire week, but the scripture changes from day to day. And uh, so as our daily focus, we're led by one of the teams, um, and uh, they'll um, read the scripture, we dwell in that scripture, and then we write a word or phrase that sticks out to us, and we write that on our hand or someplace on our body that uh, helps us remind, uh, remind us why we're there or, or um, what we're experiencing as we go throughout the day. And at the end of the day, after we've done uh, the work and after we've played a bit and we've had some, uh, some more food, um, we come back and the same team will lead us through uh, a recap of the day of reflection. And so in those, uh, we're, we again listen to the music, we listen to the same song, we read the same scripture as the morning, and we dwell in that. And then we also share uh, responses to questions that that, uh, that team leads us through. And so on day one, Wednesday, uh, our travel day down, not a lot of work, uh, it's more bonding time and just getting down. Um, Jake Sordal uh, led us through uh, day one. And uh, my reflection or the word of the day for me was work by faith. Uh, our, uh, our scripture was James 2, uh, verses 14 through 26. And Jake asked a few questions. He asked three, and I'm going to talk about two of those. The first one, why did I want to come on a mission trip? And for me, um, and I, I know many of us feel the same way, uh, our, my response is because this is who we are. This is what we do as a youth group, as the body of Christ, as the church of uh, Federal Way. This is who we are. It's in our DNA. Whether it's crossing the street uh, to partner with Wildwood Elementary, if it's uh, filling bags uh, for a lunch program, um, if it's serving the unhoused people of Federal Way, or if it's going uh, on mission trip, wherever we are, this is who we are. This is what we do. And um, it's amazing that God is present whether we're there or not. God is always present. And some of the spiritual disciplines that we've learned um, through our time together here is to reflect on the people that we share time with, the places that we go, and the situations that we experience. And in those, we always see God. We see God present. We see God at work in the people, in the lives that, uh, that we're near. We see God at work in us, and we see God at work in the, uh, in the situations. And so we recognize those, and we share with those each night as we write down names or situations, um, uh, as we reflect back on ways that we saw God that day. Um, and the third question that Jake asked us was, what do I want to get out of mission trip? And every year we go down, and every year we look, we know that we're going to experience the presence of God through the work that he does uh, in us, uh, through the people that we come in contact with, we know that we're going to experience God, and we know that we're going to walk away with just a fantastic experience. But trying to relate that to somebody else. If you ever had just something awesome happen, you want to share with somebody else, and you go through and you, as, as beautiful of a picture as you can paint for them, and they just give you the, the look like, oh, cool. And you're like, yeah, you just had to be there, right? We've all had those, you just had to be there moments. And as, as hard as we try to encapsulate the feelings and the experiences that we have and share those with you, sometimes you just have to be there. And so for me to answer that question, what did I want out of mission trip? I wanted for the others in my life, the people whom I love and I adore and I cherish, 
to see and experience what we have an opportunity to see and experience every year. And not only that, but to see you witness what God is doing there in us, among us, and through us. And to imagine what that could look like back home in Federal Way. And for me this year, it was a wonderful delight and just an awesome experience to share with Chris Cole, um, whom I love. And uh, Chris has been a major influence in my life um, in these past uh, 22 years that we've been here. Um, as, as I look around and I see other people who have been great influences in my life and in my, my walk, uh, my faith. And uh, to, to watch Chris as a newbie come in and on day, day two, our first day, uh, Thursday, out at Agape Village of work, um, to catch the vision. And in that moment, just to see her face light up and to, to, ha- to listen to her, share her experiences and the stories and not only the things that she experienced there, but what if, what if we did this? What if we could take this space? What if, what if? And uh, those are the moments that I just so badly want to share with all of you. Um, but that requires at times for us to just show up and to be there. Uh, so I wanted to talk about Night Strike. And Night Strike is when we all go under the uh, Burnside Bridge and we give them, like, the homeless people supplies and, like, food. And I was on the footwatch station this year, and we've never done the footwatch station before, so this is the first time we got to experience that. And that was, like, really cool because you're there, like, talking one-on-one with someone you've never met before, and you're washing their feet, and you learn a lot about people and their experiences on live, and you really can't judge people because, like, when you're talking to them, you get a whole new perspective on people in general and you treat them differently hello Um, so there's about two or three scriptures in my life that have like completely stuck out with me and two of them have been very prominent throughout this trip that we went on so the first one is Exodus 14 14 it says the Lord will fight for you you need only to be still the second one is Psalm 61, 2. It says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So throughout the whole half a week, I was going to say whole week that we were there, we reflected and I had a common theme to share that was consistently in my head. So this was the first time on mission trip that a few things happened. The first being that I wasn't scared to go and I wasn't hesitant. And as I said last year, if any of you remember, which I barely remember, I always get nervous and sort of dread it before it happens. And I think in a way, we all kind of dread going before it happens, uh, whatever the reason may be. The second first on this trip was that it was the first trip I didn't severely injure myself. <laughs> of course, I did hit my finger with one of those staple hit knees. Um, but I think last year's concussion might have beaten that a little bit. <laughs> the third thing that it was new to me being considered a chaperone. This was the first year out of eight years that I wasn't just going as a team. This time the role wasn't just influ- influencing those that were already downward there, but everybody around me as well. Which brings me to my last point. 
The biggest, most prominent thing to happen on the Strip was a sense of connection, even with the newbies, and especially with the newbies, actually. And mainly just knowing how everything was provided for and that it would turn out, because it always does. Except this year, I didn't stress that at all. I, it was the most calm and optimistic I think I've ever been. And even when I was hurt, even when I was getting discouraging messages from people outside of the trip, and when things seemed, things kind of seemed up in the air, we didn't quite have a full schedule, which normally stresses me out, it was still all so good, and I would never replace a single moment. Because that's what happened. Because what happens is it's not up to us. We are just the ones actually doing the work. And I can't quite describe the feeling, as my dad may have said, because, you know, you just have to be there. So as it's been referred to a few times, I was one of the newbies on the trip. Um, Grant, um, Alyssa's friend, was the other newbie. But um, for any of you who know me, um, I have been known to be a doer. I'm not, I'm not very good at sitting. And, and so um, one of the things that Deanna really impressed upon us um, when we went on mission trip was that, it's, yes, we're going to do work. But it's not about what we accomplish there. It's about being present in the space. And it's really about the connections that we make and the relationships that we build and the conversations that we had. And, and so she could tell me that, but me actually living that out was a little bit harder because there was one point where Lonnie um, was helping um, Miriam and I. Miriam is a, one of the graduates who lives over in Column Bay, and she couldn't be here today. But we were putting up... Um, plywood inside the houses. And we were waiting for Lonnie to cut us a piece so we could put it up. And so I'm standing up on the porch and I'm watching Deanna and Lonnie just like standing there like talking to somebody. And thinking, ah, come on, Lonnie, you got to come cut this piece of wood so we can get it on the wall, you know. Because um, Miriam and I really wanted to finish the inside of this, this house before we left. And he's just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there just talking and talking. And then I remember Oh, Chris, it's okay. It's about, it's about the conversation. Then it was so interesting because then on reflection that night, Deanna and Bonnie both said that one of the best things that happened to them that day was this conversation that they had with Brian, this spontaneous conversation that they had about him explaining to them how Joe had, had arranged the rocks in a heart shape in the camp. And I'm thinking, oh, Okay, if it was me, I would have deprived them of that conversation <laughs> because I wanted Lonnie to cut the wood. So um, that was really a good reminder to me that it's not about the work always that we do, but it's about just showing up. And it's about creating space for those conversations and for those opportunities. Um, and then the second thing I wanted to talk about was just my total awe and um, pride in our church because of what Lonnie was saying in terms of we have developed over the last decade plus um, a church that listens to God. And because of that, we have teens um, that are bolder than I could ever imagine have been at that, that age for their love of God. Um, I Before I knew what... Um, Jake and Caitlin were going to volunteer for at Night Strike. I said I would be their chaperone. And then I found out they wanted to do the foot washing. And I said, could you pick something easier? Um, 
And I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, go be the chaperone and do that. And oh, I was blessed beyond words. Um, to, to see two young people having one-on-one conversations with complete strangers while they're washing their feet. And one of the things that, um, Jake had wanted to do other than foot washing was to walk around and just pray with people. And I said, I don't think I can do that one either. But but he wanted to do that. So what was really cool about foot washing was that the guy said, if when you're done washing feet, you want to pray with the person, you can ask them if they want a prayer. And so Jake did that with all three of the people whose feet he washed. And we weren't allowed to take pictures, but I told Jake, I said, forever in my mind will be the picture of you on your knees before this she was a Hispanic woman, um, and they're playing, and they had their heads together, and they're touching their heads. And that image will be forever in, in my mind as one of the blessings of that trip. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to share is um, this trip changed the way I will forever read the Bible. Um, Ron Clark, he's the pastor of Agape Church. And um, they're very kind and hospitable, and they had us over for dinner um, on one of the evenings. And we were talking around the table, and he was sharing about how um, all of the, a lot of, well, probably most of the characters in the Bible have a trauma story. Where if you think about the Israelites, they were in captivity. That's trauma. And then, then even though it was a great thing that they were were. Um, let out of captivity, um, they end up in the wilderness, and that's a trauma. And and so it really helped me to not be so quick to judge the people of the Bible for what looked like shortcomings. Um, but if you realize that they're living in stories of trauma, and we know how trauma um, affects us. And so, so being a narrative therapist, that really struck me that these people have stories of trauma. And um, he said, though, the reason why that's important to him is that a lot of the people that come to live in these villages, they also have stories of trauma. And helping them to see that the people in the Bible are just like them helps them connect to God. So that's what, those are just a few of the things that I got out of uh, Mission Trip. If you want your life to be changed, you just have to be there. Um, hello. So I'm Lindsay. I was one of the chaperones on this trip. Um, this is my third year being a chaperone. That's confusing. Um, so one of the things that I love most about mission trip every year for me is just that um, I get to practice being a servant as a constant. Um, I love... Everyone always talks about, or at least some of the people that I talk to, they say, okay, well, you're going on a mission trip to Portland. That's not a foreign country. Why don't you just do a mission trip here in Seattle? And for me, ever since I was in seventh grade, it makes it safer for me to put into context a practice outside of my home, because then it makes it, you know, it's this 
what test tube that I can separate from myself. And then as I get comfortable with it and as I figure out how to do it and to actually be practical about it, then I can do it in my current state and in my current home. So I've been going on mission trip ever since I was in seventh grade with this church. Um, I think it's, I don't want to count how many I've been on, but, um, but it is one of those things where every time I go on mission trip, it seems like it gets easier to see God in the day-to-day, and not just the day-to-day, but in the moments to the moments. And it gets easier to practice being a servant, not just on grand scales like we always think that we should, or you know things that have been noted in the Bible that seem like these wild events that should be noted and written down. But, um, but just in the small things, supporting someone that needs to be supported that normally they support you. Or you see someone on the side of the street and no one smiles at them for who knows how many days. And you just smile at them. And the look of relief in their eyes of like, oh, I am still a person. Um, it's just mission trip every year. Just learning that all the little things and what you do every day totally matters. So that's why I love it. Thank you. Thank all of you um, for sharing. Um, yeah, um, I don't want to count how many years I've been going on a mission trip either, because it's been more than a few. And um, I'm so thankful for this church uh, for um, sending us every year, uh, for letting this be a priority to you, that you send us to um, Portland or Arizona or wherever we end up going and that it's important to you that we get to step out of our normal comfort zone and do something um, not as comfortable. Um, I actually canceled mission trip this year, so this did not happen. Um, I decided it was, everybody's schedule was too crazy, including mine. There were some health things, um, just life situations. It was like, you know, it's just not going to happen. So I went ahead and canceled it. Well, you see how well that worked. Because we got to go anyway. Um, as was said, it's, I mean, it's hard to go. I like being home. I like being comfortable. I like having what I want in my own space and not thinking hard and not making a plan. And instead, I get to plan mission trip. And um, it was a really different year because God really, was like, God just took care of everything in so many ways. Um Everywhere from trying to pack to go on mission trip because Wildwood was using the small auditorium, so I couldn't put out the things that we needed to pack to take with us, and um, um, to um, having a car accident in our family and ending up at the hospital with surgery the day before, so learning, losing an entire day of planning, to not having vehicles, to you name it. And we just rolled with the punches. We just went at it like pros. We showed up. We drove down there. And every single detail worked out. And we got to see God in so many ways. And one of our sayings are, everything's going so well. And we say it over and over as our newbie learn. Um, But in each step with all the different things, um, it is such a blessing to get to work with um, these youth and the adults. Um, getting to watch people like Lindsay and Alyssa go from being, you know, the students to being the chaperones is exciting and a blessing. Um, 
Yeah, I feel sorry because Kathleen showed up in my office one day in the past, uh, after we got back from mission trip, and um, so did Gina, and they sat there and listened to detail after detail after detail of all the many ways um, we get to witness God when you just show up. Um, one of our scriptures um, was out of James, I think it was one that um, Jake did, actually. And it says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to him, go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is that? Um, what is the good of that? So faith by itself it has no works, is dead. If it has no works, is dead. And you guys allow us to be um, some of that work by stepping out and going off and getting into uncomfortable places and um, getting to see God work. Um, and like was said, even though he's working every day around us, by changing our location and our daily routine, um, it just opens our eyes up to being more aware of what he's doing um, every single day. So thank you for that. And you have one more thing to say? So we're, uh, we're about to wrap up, and we're, we're going to have a video that's, uh, uh, of our experience, our time down there. And the song, uh, our song for the week, uh, Beautiful Stranger by Rebecca St. Jane. And um, and in there, the, the the words of the song, if you listen along, um, they're they're based off of I think Matthew twenty five, uh, twenty four, twenty five, somewhere around there. Uh, Jesus, uh, you know, says uh, heaven will be like, um, you know, there'll be people on the right and people on the left, and and they'll um, they'll separate, you know, the good from the bad or the goats from the sheep, and and um, and some will call, you know, well, um, you know, Lord, when did we see you? hungry and, and feed you? When did we see you naked and give you clothing? And when did we visit you? And and, um, and so the song, the words of the song, if you listen along, uh, reflect that. And again, that is just an accumulation of all of us as a family of, uh, of God, of body of Christ, and the experiences that we've shared together as a, as a family, as a body, um, whether it's crossing the street uh, to show up at Wildwood and to volunteer time there, uh, or if it's uh, serving uh, unhoused here in Federal Way or uh, bag programs or the many ways that we've gone out, uh, the community lunch, uh, hosting that here. There are so many ways that, uh, that God is present and doing work in us, among us, uh, around us, and through us. And, um, and again, it requires that we simply show up, that we be, that we be there. And um, so just encourage you. Find those ways, those opportunities um, to be present among the people around you, wherever you find yourselves and whatever is going on. And look back at the ways that God is present because he's always there and he's always working. And when we open our eyes to those experiences, we see and we witness that. And that is something that we need to share.
and seen to the table of the Lord, to communion. And, and what I want to do, or in order to do that, I want to take a moment to reflect on Psalm 67. Um, and so I actually want to read this together, and we have it on the screen here to, to be read together. And so let's, let's read this psalm together. Psalm 67. Let's begin together. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. As we move toward the table together, I just want to reflect on these words from Psalm 67. Because it begins the same way that we end most of our times together. Did you notice that? At the very end, we, we have this moment of blessing, a benediction where we often hear the words, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. Right? And, and Psalm 67 begins, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. But as the psalm keeps going, it shows us why it is that we receive the blessing of God. The reason we receive the blessing of God is to live the mission of God. And in verse 2 of the psalm, we receive this blessing, that your way may be known upon the earth, that your saving power would be known among all the nations. And so we receive the blessing of God in order to share that blessing and live the mission of God. I think in many ways this psalm shows us that the very pattern that you've talked about, of, of your days, you, you began with this, this time of reflection to, to huddle together and say, what is God doing? And to receive from the word of God and, and from one another. And that is what empowered you to go into the day, to serve, to love, to see people, truly see people and live in mission. I think in many ways this psalm shows us that mission is simply to publicly live the blessing of God that we have received. To bring the blessing that we have received into the world around us. And it goes on to, to kind of raise up this chorus of praise. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. And, and I love that, that comment about uh, Chris being new to the mission. And, and yet you were saying that, that along the way she began to catch this vision to, to say, you know, what if we did that? What if this? And, and it moves from 
just doing the work to dream it. And I think that's what we see here. That the blessing that we receive moves toward this dream of let the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples praise you. It's almost as if our receiving of God's blessing shifts into this new perspective of what if everyone received God's blessing? What if everyone lived a life of worship to God? Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations sing and rejoice and be glad. And ultimately the psalm leads us in the last two verses to where it says, The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. And this is a picture of harvest. Right? If, if you can peer around behind the banner here, we have our very own harvest. Right? The, the earth has yielded its increase. Um, but this image is this image of, of grains being ready to be picked, of the vine being ripe. And I think the place where we encounter this the most is the people of God, where we can see and experience the, the bread that was once grain that we now receive as the body, and where we see the cup that was once a vine and is now received as the blood of Christ. And it is at the table that we receive the blessing of God, not just for ourselves, but to become that blessing for the world. And so, in the final verse, we pray, may God continue to bless us, and yet also, let all the ends of the earth revere him. And so as we enter into the table, and as we receive these stories, and, and live into them ourselves, I want to challenge you to these two things. Because some of us love to receive the blessing of God, uh, but it's challenging to actually go out and live it. And for others of us, we are living lives of busyness and service, and it's really hard to pause and begin with that little huddle of blessing. And so may you receive the blessing of God, and as you receive it, may you become the blessing of God. This is what it is to live in mission. Let's continue in worship.